This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to another edition of The Broadcast. I'm Vicky Barcelona, and with me as always is, ooh, Sarah. Oh, hey. Sarah, before we get into today's shenanigans, what's our contact info? Well, we have an Instagram. It's The Broadcast 999. You can call or text us at 253-778-6029, or you can email us at thebroadcast999 at gmail.com. And our apologies, we were missing last week, but we didn't come to work, so <laughs> at all. Yes. Mr. B.J. Shea was Well, we haven't been here for the past few weeks. Yes. Well, that was that. And then we were on vacation. <laughs> the week before that, we were on vacation. I was just kind of giving a little context. We always have excuses. <laughs> but it wasn't like, I really don't feel great today. I'm going to go home, which sometimes yeah. does happen. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm not. No, nope. I need to be away from everybody and lay down in my bed and pretend the world doesn't exist. Wah, 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 wah. Also known as PMS. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. Right. So you're lucky. I'm a few days, like a day or two early from that happening. Oh, great. So your weekend plans are going to be oh, yeah. PMS Central. Yeah. The, cr- the cramping should start, I'm thinking, tomorrow or the next day. How fun. Yay. Get your heating pad and might already. Ugh, and all the snacks. <laughs> yes. If your cramping can handle that. Well, yeah. It's more like everything sucks. I don't care. I just need food. And it's usually sugary food. Not, mm-hmm. not a great combo. Uh, but I have a couple of things saved that I've been keeping for uh, the last couple of weeks. And we can try to do both, but I want you to pick which one we do first. Okay. Would you like to hear about sexy potatoes or anonymous secrets? Oh, anonymous from, secrets. Okay. I should phrase anonymous secrets from jobs. From jobs. Like people working their jobs. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So BuzzFeed had come out with uh, this whole list. Like they asked their community to secretly, like anonymously, I should say, uh, give us secrets from their jobs that the rest of us would find interesting. We've we've done something like this before. Okay. Kind of like sneaky hacks or just things Mm. like they've done like, oh, I slept with my boss and no one knows type of secrets. Um, A little bit. I think it's also just like – I think a, not necessarily hacks, but like, hey, you know that thing you really like? Maybe not so great, kind of. Like a oh, little, like just secrets in general. Okay, okay. So for the first one, it says, I am a content writer. We write most of the medical articles you find through Google. Most of us have no clue how the human body works, and <laughs> we have no medical background whatsoever. Nine times out of ten, those symptoms you have are not as serious as we make them out to be. We are, in a way, obligated to mention that you might have a serious illness like cancer if there's even the slightest Uh possibility of it. If we don't, the companies or clients we write for may get in trouble. 
Yeah, you probably get sued or something. Right. So it's just like, but they have no idea what the heck they're doing. So it's great when you don't feel well and you Google everything and then yeah. you think you're going to die. Don't. Because Go all those doctor. people really know what they're talking about. Right. <laughs> Go to the doctor. This person says, I work as a wildland firefighter. People really seem to think that we have a few big fires a year. In reality, Thousands of small wildfires occur every year. The public doesn't know about them because usually they're too small to care about or in the middle of nowhere. Wildfires only get coverage when they are large and threatening communities. Oh, yeah. That's kind of what I assumed. Yeah. Like there's always just fires going on, especially if they're specifically like wildland. Right. Where there's, you know, there's not like a bunch of people around where they have to evacuate and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And we are dealing with all of that right now. Oh, we sure are. It's been what? A month? A month and a half? I feel like it's been a month. I think everyone was like, oh, we didn't get the haze this year. And then it started to happen in August. We're like, oh, we kind of got some. It was late in the summer and it's October. It's hot as hell still. And so smoky outside. It's not that hot, but it's hot for October in Washington. It was like last weekend. That's not, no. It's pretty hot in general for us. The sun is just red all the time, angry. It looks so dope, though. I know it's not a good thing. So come on, Rain. Let's 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 help out. But it uh, looks cool. So this is something that uh, I think I've already known, and I have a few friends who do something interesting be- to combat this. Okay. It says as a housekeeper in a very popular international hotel brand, we never wash the duvets in between guests unless they have stains on them. It's also very common for the housekeepers to just rinse the dishes and put them back in the cupboards in the suites instead of properly washing them. Ah, uh, even the silverware? I guess. And like the mugs? Mm-hmm. I know, um, like my friend, what she has been doing, like whenever she goes to a hotel stay. So for Mother's Day, her gift is every year she will go to a hotel by herself and just like relax, That's take amazing. a nice soak. Uh, Or a nice shower, maybe get a massage, you know, just... In the peace and quiet. Yes, just by herself. Um, And so she brings her own sheets. That's too much. But just because this is yuckies. Whatever. I mean... But that's At that point, I mean, I get people who bring their own pillow because, like, they have neck problems or this, that, and the other. But your whole freaking sheets Mm -hmm. and, like, big-ass blankets and stuff, because I get cold, so... Granted, she doesn't... uh, Her hotel stays aren't super far away. So it's not like she's traveling on a plane with her sheets and any, anything like yeah. that. Yeah. I still it's, think I would be like, why does that person have a whole like bed set with them? Like, I feel, just sleep in someone else's nastiness, whatever. I have slept on the old uh, radio station couch before we got this fancy red one. Oh, man, then one. you can handle anything. I know, I'm pretty sure I'm immune to hepatitis. Like it's Honestly, the red one couch. we have now is probably gross already. And I have napped on that one. Years. I couldn't drive home because I was too tired. <laughs> yeah, it's probably... Yeah. With some things. Don't yeah. want to take a black light to it. No, no, no. No, no, no. Um, don't be surprised or offended if hotel and B&B staff seem hostile at checkout time. Many guests don't realize how tough it is to clean rooms in the time al- allocated to us. So even if the rooms are small, they require attention to detail to make them look like they've never been lived in. And every minute you stay after checkout into the time, we have to make it perfect for the next guest. So please be considerate and leave on time. So, I'm, yeah, I'm guessing, like, the, the the cleaning people are just like, please get the heck out because we have, like, yeah. a million things to do and we need you out now. I thought you had to leave on time. Like, I, yeah. I'm you get always charged. very punctual. Yeah, because I'm afraid, like, they're going to be, like, right outside my room at, like, 11 a.m. if that's checkout time and be like, okay, you're going to be at charge because you're not right. out yet. I doubt they do that, but, you know. I mean, you just get charged. They just get the money. Uh, this person says, I work in theater management. People urinate in seats all the time. Best- what? I have actually sat in what I think was urine once at a movie theater. Oh, and we were like with a bunch of people, so it's like I couldn't move, like because they didn't want to like probably miss any of the movie. 
I'm guessing so the people just, before us. Yeah, they just And I'm just themselves. like, oh, somebody spilled their drink. And it's one of those, like, I was wearing, like, thicker pants. This is when I still wore pants and not just leggings all the time. Uh, but but you know that smell of urine. No, yeah. Like, I, I just sat in it. It started to soak through. I'm like, oh, crap. Someone spilled their soda. And then after a while, it's like that old Top Ramen smell. But, well, urine. I mean, like, a movie. Like, you have no excuse in a movie theater. Like, I get you don't want to, like, miss the movie. But, like. Gross, but I feel like maybe like at a play or something, it might be like wherever your seats are, maybe really awkward to leave. But if you have a little butt or wear a diaper or something, yeah, I'm thinking it might have been a little kid. Oh, well, then I mean, they don't, I mean, here's hoping they don't care, but I heard they here's hoping. <laughs> I hear, I hear they're after what 50 Shades of Grey, there are a lot of um leftover stuff, if you will, that ladies brought to enjoy the movie with, like toys mm-hmm. or sometimes vegetables. What? If you're gonna bring something, you might as well bring an actual toy. Well, I don't know. I guess they were broke. I don't freaking know. They were broke. <laughs> this cucumber will do. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I'm a college professor. I definitely have favorite students, and I definitely grade a holes more strictly. It goes a long way to talk to your professors and ask for help if you need it, even if you don't love the subject or the class. Mm. Teacher's pet man. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of not surprised about that, especially now that we're, like, older and, like, we could be teachers. I'm like, yeah, if someone was an a-hole, I'd be like, you're getting enough no matter mm. what. See, when I worked as a swim instructor and lifeguard for children, I found out that when a child pukes, poops, or has a nosebleed, they the most they can really do is just remove the debris and they can add more chemicals, but usually they don't unless they can tell something's off when they test the waters. So they would sometimes just remove everyone from the pool for a short for a short few minutes. Typically, if it took a little longer to clean up, it was obvious to the parents that something happened. They would cancel the next 30-minute class and resume after not telling anyone what happened. They also don't sanitize the lane lines or other equipment. During COVID, we were told to dunk our supplies underwater for 30 seconds to sanitize them between classes, and that would be sufficient enough. And that was one of the more unfortunate facts from public pools. I remember I took swimming lessons, like, from a young age, and there was one kid in one of my – you have levels. So when I was at a certain level, this kid, every time he would join the class, and I think I only saw him in class like three times, every time he'd be in the pool, he would just puke. What? Yeah. He was a, he was a little out of shape. So I'm wondering if it was just too much for him. Like so, like the activity level was yes. too much? Or maybe his parents fed him too soon too as well. Interesting. Yeah. So we would have to – switch but we would literally like they would close that area off they would clean it off and we had to move to another section of the pool but it was a pretty big pool like, so you were still like all up in the little pu- yes. puke particles that kind of I mean, swam over to you but, i mean there's gonna be pee particles in it because people still do that you know your band-aid particles and yeah that's really disgusting actually yeah. but you know like they're, they're not gonna drain the whole pool no. like that's way too much work unless and they money, probably unless they pour like anthrax or something in it they're not doing that gross uh, uh, it says, hmm, absolutely do not file fraud claims with your credit companies that you aren't sure of. We seriously investigate them all, not just over a certain dollar amount, not just certain types of purchases, all of them. We have a dedicated investigations team. They get access to security footage. They look up your social media, all of those things. Wow. So once I had a man claiming that he had not intended to buy a boat and someone must have fraudulently gotten the loan in his name because he, quote, didn't even live near the water. Mm. Watch the cameras and it was legitimately impossible to tell it was him. Obtain a copy of his driver's license to make sure the one we had was up to date. Still, we weren't sure the I only had a few days left to make his claim final, so I checked his Facebook, and lo and behold, his cover photo was him and his buddies drinking on the boat. 
Ooh, social media, man. That can get you in trouble. Let's see. TJ Maxx, Home Goods, Ross Stores, Burlington, etc. All discount retail stores buy from the same vendors. Like, I'm not surprised. They have the same stuff. I was already like, don't ruin them for me. No, no, no. But like, <laughs> even, I don't know if they're like the same, owned by the same parent company or not, but I just assume they're all the same. Like, you're going to get the same type of stuff. Like, if I need a... I get the same type of stuff, but I don't see the same stuff at TJ Maxx that I, as I do with, like, with Ross or whatever. Really? I do. Like, the same shirts and, like, speci- like actual same thing? Like, I'm thinking brands. Oh. Like, maybe not exactly 100% because it's all kind of varied. Like, when you go to Ross, you, it's kind of a crapshoot. Sometimes you'll get a couple of the, of the same item yeah. in, the, in a couple of sizes or in the same size, but... You, Usually you it's don't. It's very random. It's kind of random. It's like a couple steps above Goodwill in the sense of you don't know what you're going to find. Right. Yeah. And I'm here for it because sometimes you find some gems, especially well, and housewares. you can't like ask like an employee like, no. hey, do you have this in a different... No. No. <laughs> Everything's out. It's out. It's not like going to like the Target app and be like, I want this specific shirt that you have on the app. Like yeah. no way in hell. Um, Starbucks caramel macchiatos are actually made with vanilla syrup. The only caramel part is the drizzle on top. Interesting. I, mm, I had no idea. I wonder why. Because I feel like they'd have the caramel pump to put it mm. in. Maybe it would have been too sweet. I don't mm. I don't know. I mean, people like that sweet stuff. Interesting. Let's see. If you want to get something waived from your bank, so late fees, interest charged after your no interest is if paid in full promotion ended, insufficient funds fee, etc., and the frontline rep can't do it, ask for a f- to file a formal complaint. Don't berate the person you're talking to. They have to follow the procedure. Just let them know that you understand that they cannot accommodate your request and you wish to file a formal complaint. Oh. As long as you're not a jerk, don't be a Karen. Just be like, hey, I just like to file this. Mm. And then. Hopefully they're nice and just let you. Don't try to argue with you. And I hope it doesn't like appear badly on them. I feel like, yeah, it depends how you go about it. I mean, it's kind of like asking for the manager. Like even if you say it in the nicest way possible, Mm -hmm. it's still going to sound like a Karen. Right. I mean, that's why you got to be friends with everybody where you go. Like, if you go to the bank, become, like, not friends, but, like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, just flash them. Then they'll yeah. do what you want. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I don't know if I want to tell you this one. No. What are you going to ruin for me? Peloton. <gasps> what? I'm literally going to New York this weekend, and I'm going to go to the Peloton studio. <laughs> I worked in a warehouse for a certain popular exercise bike at the height of the pandemic. And I can tell you that you can get a, quote, refurbished bike for way cheaper by calling the company directly to see if they are available. I've been told this is the case for a ton of companies. They just don't advertise it. And the refurbishments often have negligible damage, like a small scratch or even nothing. Just was returned by someone who hardly used it. We definitely sent out refurbished bikes for hundreds of dollars less than that they were in the same condition as new. First of all, how do you know that it's Peloton? Okay, they didn't say. A certain popular exercise bike company. Do you know There's, any others? Yeah, Nordak or, or Nordic. Okay, could be Nordic. There's another. There's another. Um, I don't think it's that one, but okay. Yeah, that's okay. That's totally fine because yeah. I already have my bike. Yeah. So. <laughs> I just like, I'm like saving money. And know? mine's like way more probably damaged than, <laughs> than I could get my money's worth. So. Uh, oh, yeah. This one I kind of already assume. Uh, So do not put a package you get in the mail on your bed or any other surface you'd like to keep clean. As a postal worker, after we're done sorting all the packages that came in for the day, our hands are visibly disgusting. Also, your packages are not handled very nicely behind closed doors. They're thrown, kicked, etc. So don't, you know, fret if the mailman barely tosses your package. It's seen much worse. 
I put my packages on my couch. Yeah, no. on my bed. On I my was, hassock, I, on I, my... Was, I put them on the floor and open them that way. Oh no, I never do. Yeah, <laughs> and I usually open them with my nails, but because I've been doing so many crafts lately, uh, my nails have just gone to crap. So I've had to cut them short, and I can't scratch myself like I usually do. So I'm just like, <laughs> no, it's like I got no back back scratcher, right? girl. Right? I need Sarah to scratch my back. I have nubs too, so. Uh, there's like, there's somewhere I'm like, you guys are talking uh, about stuff that I do not understand. So no, thank you. Do you know what I heard of, which I still hasn't like steered me away from it, but I mean, it's probably a lot with like restaurants, like certain food items and stuff. But I've heard like, cause I used to get like, uh, taco salads mm-hmm. and I heard like the taco shells that they put the taco salad in are like absolutely like, the oldest thing ever yeah like how the often most, do like you disgusting s- like i don't think i've they- had a taco salad since i was in school because we used oh, to have that I on always our get menu. taco salads always because i mean especially too like i'm a vegetarian so like there's i mean it's either like a cheese enchilada or whatever or right. like a taco salad without meat and so that was my go-to and i always loved the bowl that it came in and i was like oh yeah, yeah. yeah. you know probably just like buy these and stock and then just have them for they probably ever. make them it's because they're that's not going to be an easy thing to to transport but you really? know how they make them yeah because i my dad used to work at mexican restaurants so i used to hang out in the back all the time well, I, those I've are like the real deal mexican restaurants but like they're still pretty cheap to make oh so they're not gross no like i mean unless they make a bunch and then they just leave them in their you know pantry oh, for a while they probably do that because that'd be so annoying to make to order wouldn't it yeah so what you do is uh you take a flour tortilla and then you put it like a like a mesh basket on top of it so it kind of creates a bowl shape yeah. you push it into the fryer so it fries around the uh the little basket if you will the circular basket oh. and so it kind of forms that way i know a lot of people will put tortillas in the oven like or on top of like they'll cut little circles of flour tortillas put them over like a muffin tin so it kind of go it cradles oh, like a little guy so it makes little bowls over the muffin tins so you can mm. bake them but they usually just fry them yeah, I used to watch uh, how they made those. Oh, well, I've heard they're, like, really gross. So. I'm sure they probably make a bunch of them, like, at the beginning of the week and... Just keep them for however long. So, yes. Um, family law attorney here. Okay, if you ever need a family Fancy. law attorney. Also, I hate friends and families of clients. For example, I give a well-thought-out legal explanation of a situation and a plan going forward... Then the best friend comes in and talks about the emotional issues and talks my client out of everything we discussed that would protect her interest to get revenge on her ex. So since the client gets the ultimate say, I can't force an agreement and the friend's non-legal advice ultimately gets listened to over my legal opinion that's being paid for. Happens far too often and no matter how much someone respects my opinion, friends and family have an established relationship and especially in family law cases where emotions are charged. Clients listen to outside advice too much. I'm not surprised with that mm-hmm. at all. Because especially if they're there. Yeah. Like if they're there with you, you're like, oh, well, I'm like, if I, mean, I think I'm going to go with my friend's advice because you're going to have to see them later and deal with rejecting right. their advice. And this lawyer is still getting paid regardless. Yeah. So it's like, all right, cool. Oh, it's your life, lady. Oh, uh, okay. uh, I hear this a lot with um, uh, what's it called? Paramedics as well. And sometimes even doctors and nurses. 
So it's a clinical dietitian here. When you are in the hospital and we come to see you, please know that we're not the food police. Most of the time, if I'm seeing you, it's because I want you to eat more, not police restrict you. Unless your doctor has restricted your diet, I don't care what outside food your family is bringing you. I just want you to eat something. Please be kind to us. We know when you're lying to us about your eating and we already have an Uh. idea of what your nutrition status is before you even walk through the door. I've heard with uh, most doctors and paramedics, they're like, what drugs are you on? It's like, we're not cops. Just tell us what drugs you're on so we know how to effectively give you care. Because they might be able, they might give you something they think would help, but it's going to mess you up even worse. Yeah, but you never want to like, I mean, if you're on some like hard, like illegal drugs, regardless of who. It's like, you're not going to want to, but that might save your life. You're going to rat me out. You're going to rat me out. There's a guy, I think his name is Stevio or something. It's like Steve and then I.O., he was a registered nurse for a long time and he would make these skits, but he swore a lot. <laughs> and he would give you advice from like the ER because I think he was an ER nurse. Oh, wow. Um, it's like, hey, this is how you handle nosebleeds or if you need this, like how to treat it and come to the ER, how to do this, whatever. I think that uh, he just makes like uh, YouTube and Facebook and Twi- TikTok content like all the time now. That's yeah. his thing. Damn. About like just he does skits from the ER, like random situations that he's gotten himself into. Or that he has seen or heard of, uh, he's really funny. So he's uh, he's talking about one where some guy comes in and he had just gotten stabbed. It's like what what happened to you? It's like nothing. I'm bleeding. It's like it looks like you got stabbed. Not saying anything. Snitches get stitches. Like you're oh. gonna get stitches anyways. And he's like, nope, not saying anything. It's like I am not a cop. Yeah, like, I know, but if anyone knows, you never know. Right? You know, mm. or you know, that could turn into a whole thing. Police investigations. I get it. Oh gosh. The airline industry is a black box to most people, including most of the gate and ramp personnel that service your flight. There are so many complex and interconnected facets of the industry that dictate the experience you have as a traveler, and 95% of them are well beyond the influence of anybody at the airport. Major delays and cancellations are entirely out of the control of the airline representatives you encounter at the airport on your journey. Airport personnel are just the weary middlemen who are doing their level their level best to do right by you, given a whole host of uncontrollable factors. Oh, yeah, the messenger. Right. But there's some people, like, I've seen, like, videos and read stories of people just berating airport employees. Like, yeah. Like, I don't come up with the prices. I don't come up with the rules. Right. I don't I don't know why it's delayed. It's just delayed. It's I don't like, got control sorry, over that. Jeez. Oh, man. There's just a lot of entitled people out there. Well, especially if someone's trying to catch a flight or, like, has to be somewhere. To t- like, you know, I mean, I've been upset before at an airport, so I try to just not take it out on anyone, though. I, like <laughs> I try to just be as nice as possible, and hopefully they'll be more willing to help me out. Yeah, but sometimes they can't really do anything. No, but I know? mean, at least, like, they can't do anything, but they won't screw me over more. Yeah, that's true. Because they can be like, oh, sorry, you can get on a plane tomorrow, like, or something. Well, and that's screwed up if you could get on an earlier plane and they don't let you. They don't let you be, like, well, I've heard stories of people yelling, like, you need to give me this, 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 and that. Like, there was also, I, I read a story where this woman calls in, she does the, am I really the a-hole here? Yes, she was. <laughs> she uh, During the whole pandemic thing, when Disney had to close, she was calling the uh, travel agent or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, the person dealing with all these things like, hey, I had to cancel my, my ticket. You can cancel my tickets because of COVID, blah, blah, blah. What are you going to do to make up for it? It's like, you're ruining my kid's vacation for this year. 
And it's like, well, we can refund you and stuff. He's like, no, I want to stay in that like exclusive Cinderella's Castle hotel room. He's like, yeah, that's way beyond what I can give you. Right. But you ruined my my trip. It's like there's a lot of other people whose trips have been ruined. I can't do this for everyone. Like it. Yeah, some things you you just don't have control over. But he, she was just yelling at him to the point where, like, her husband came in. He's like, what's going on? She explained. And he's like, I don't even know you anymore. Like, what have you become? She's become this awful Karen. And she's like, my husband's not even speaking to me right now, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my god! Because he's mad at the way I talk to him. Like, am I really the a-hole? Yeah. <laughs> That's so dramatic. I don't even right. know you anymore. Okay, yeah. if you don't know someone because they're yelling at someone and you've been married to them, okay. That's chill. You've probably seen this side of her before. Uh, says, I'm a nurse and I often help people to the bathroom. And nine times out of ten, people will not wash their hands. The hospital's so germy. I I give them hand wipes and sanitizer and they still won't use it. Yeah. I Weird. A lot of people don't wash their hands. Well, and in a hospital? That though? is so gross. This is something I learned working at a tattoo shop. Uh, Because tat- I had to clean We had I don't know if every tattoo shop Does it this way But we called it The uh, hepatitis closet Oh <laughs> So the reason being Is like so we Because of the biohazard nature Of tattooing Between right. like al- or Alcohol With bloodborne All that stuff We had a mop and bucket Situation with like A really really strong Sanitizer But this mop and bucket Was kept in a In a closet that nothing else went in there. Everything in there was just we just assume everything in this room is covered in hepatitis. So if you touch anything in this room, immediately like go wash your hands. Oh. Don't touch anything without gloves. So yeah. Um, but this is also my, the mop and bucket. And even though I'm putting sanitizer on the floor, it's never going to be a hundred percent clean. That being said, treat tattoo floors and floors at like a nurse, a doctor's office, or whatever, or even hospital floors, as if it's completely covered in hepatitis. I'm surprised you could handle doing that because you're naturally just like kind of a germ foe. Yeah, but I had gloves too, so that helped. Yeah, and I could just still, throw it in the hepatitis like, clause and be cool. I can't like picture you like mopping a doctor's office and like on the daily and being okay with it. Well, it was like once a week, so what like that I would go. So and didn't bother me. Weird. Yeah. Because you're like always hand sanitizer and, you know, yeah. around here. I think it helps now too. Like, I, I don't know why. There's some things that like bother me more than others and I can go down that whole rant, but I don't really feel like it. That just sounds exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> but just to see, like, so there have been many a times where I would go to a tattoo shop and I'd bring my pillow because I knew it was going to be a long one and I wanted to be comfortable. Um, and my tattoo, my pillow would fall on the tattoo floor. So now it's like, or I'd walk around barefoot. And it's like, no, I'm not doing that what? anymore. What? In the tattoo shop, you'd walk around barefoot? Well, like if I was getting my leg done, I had to take my shoes and socks off to be more comfortable. Oh, also like gotten, when you were getting a tattoo. Yes, oh. not just for fun. No, this, no, 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 not that. That when you were working, I was no. like, what? No, once I, so I went through my training and I learned that I never did that again. Yeah, that's smart. Actually, I went and got my like fingers tattooed with Danny and when we were in Chicago that one time and my phone fell on the ground. Mm-hmm. And I asked the gal, like, hey, you know, I actually work at a tattoo shop right now, and I know how gross tattoo floors are. Would you mind sanitizing my phone? Because they have a really strong sanitizer. Yeah. Um, and so she totally did. She's like, oh, no, I got you. Like, just because wow. I knew it fell on the floor. I'm like, can I just – you can even give it to me. I'll clean it. I just need something to sanitize it. Ooh. She's like, oh, no. She knew. Yeah, so, she understood. So don't walk around barefoot. In tattoo parlors. At, Everywhere else Tattoo parlors or doctor's office. Yeah. But on the streets, you good. Yeah, do whatever you Capitol want. Capitol Hill, why not? Yeah. Just careful with glass. <laughs> <laughs> eh. uh, let's do one more and then we can do the other one. Okay. Uh, let's see. 
Let's see. I work in customer service and dealing with people can be incredibly difficult. But when you have an upset customer, do not interrupt them. Let them vent. And even if they're saying something stupid, but do not interrupt and don't feed into it. Let them vent as long as they're not calling you names or being offensive to you. You can end the conversation right there. If that's the case, most of the time they just vent to let their frustrations out and then just wanted somebody to listen to them bitch and moan. Well, and then what's your response after they're done? Just like. Thank you for your input. <laughs> like that or it's like, I am so sorry that you're going through that. Actually, I had a friend who her, it was kind of the reverse of this in the sense of when she would call in somewhere to like deal with people who may have the power to like remove fees or maybe oh, able to okay. help them a little better. She would start the conversation by like freaking out. Like, this is this is ridiculous. That Like, why are you charging me this, 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 blah, 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 blah. <sighs> you know what? I'm so sorry. I should not have yelled at you. I'm just really frustrated right now. You did not deserve that. That was her whole spiel. Ah, sneaky. And then more often than not, she was able to like, they were willing to help and like go above and beyond. Because she like came to her quote unquote senses and apologized. Yeah. Like she was actually a cool person. She just is super stressed because of the situation. If right. you're able to make it better, why wouldn't you? I like that tactic. I'm like, all right, I'm too nervous to do that. Like, I'd feel too bad doing it. Bitching someone out at first? Yeah, like faking it. Like, I think I did that with your fiance. When I oh. first met him, I tried giving him, like, this bitch face. Yeah, like, you're, oh. really, you're really not good at it. No, like, I did it for, like, the first few seconds, and I can kind of see in his face, like, like he wasn't expecting it. Yeah, he's like, wait, is she serious? Or? Like, yeah, right? So he's just like, what the hell? And so then I was like, yeah, no, I can't. Yeah. You're like, I'm just JK. kidding. Just kidding. I think you're and awesome. Like, is, this, is she okay? Is she bipolar? Is she all right? <laughs> she's like a little chihuahua. She's just kind of <laughs> shaking <laughs> there. Like, <laughs> and then she's like, wait, I'll be nice to you. And it's like, I'm just kidding. You sound awesome. And I'm glad yeah, you're dating my friend. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I talked about earlier a thing called sexy potatoes. Yeah. It's an whole story. Okay. I read this and I was dying. I hope they're French fries because those are the only sexy potatoes. No. Mm. It, this is such a ridiculous story. So it says, uh, am I the a-hole? It honestly feels ridiculous that I have to post this, but my coworker has been getting on to me for, about this for weeks now, so I have to ask. Hmm. So my whole life, I've been eating potatoes by microwaving them and then biting them. like So eating kind of like hot dog style. Because it's the easiest, most convenient, and intuitive way for me to eat potatoes, sweet potatoes or regular. Like like a full-ass potato I'm, and just bites I'm, into it? I'm sure. I, I would like to think she put some seasoning on it. maybe. But like that. it's like a hunk and then yeah. you just hold it and eat like, it. Yeah, she eats it kind of, yeah, whip between her fingers. I'm I guessing like judging. I'm guessing there's smaller ones, maybe like fingerlings or at least smaller. That's kind of what she mentions. I'm, I'm hoping it's like a big-ass potato and she's just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, like savage. She's like, I think this is how people in Japan eat them, or at least this is how I was taught by my Japanese parents to eat them. Okay. So it's a cultural thing. So whenever I go to the grocery store, I always pick out the most easy, easily biteable potatoes, which are generally longer and thinner than most of the other potatoes. Okay. It's almost like a, not a hot dog exactly, but hot dog-esque. Long and thin. Yes. So I work in an office with about 30 people, and we all typically bring our own lunch, and I usually just eat at my desk while doing work. No one has ever commented about how I eat potatoes, but I do eat them quite frequently. We, my brother and I, we ate so many potatoes growing up. Like, we loved, like, baked potatoes, and so we would make that a meal. So we would put a yeah. p- potato I in the like oven. I feel it should be a meal. Oh, yeah. Put it yeah. in the oven, especially if you loaded it up, and if you're... Like, we didn't have any bacon or anything to add, so we just add, like, ham slices and stuff or leftover meat. Oh, so good. That is weird. I love it. It's so good. Um, 
But yeah, no one's ever commented about how I eat potatoes, but I do eat them quite frequently. And recently, a new person was hired, and she clearly has a problem with the way I eat potatoes. <laughs> I feel like if that was like you came in and saw that, you'd be like, what the hell? You would just ask about it, maybe make fun of it, and then call it a day. Yeah, no, and then I would judge like every time I saw you do that, but I, right. I don't know if I'd say anything, depending if I liked you or not. So a couple times she pulled me aside and asked me that I just eat potatoes a more normal way. I asked her what she meant, and she said I was eating potatoes too suggestively. Ah, I didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> I was a little shocked because I literally have my eyes glued to the screen whenever I'm eating and barely pay attention to how I eat. So it's not like she's making eye contact and eating her sexy potatoes. <laughs> Do we know the genders? Uh, I believe both females. They're both females. Okay. Mm. I told her no one else seems to have a problem with the way I eat potatoes, but she insisted others were just too polite to say anything. I asked a few other coworkers who were all just as confused as me about what she was saying. So I figured no one really had a problem with this or no one else had a problem with this, but this happened multiple times. She kept coming to me and asking me to tone down the way I eat and even accused me of going out of my way to choose sexy potatoes. What? And she just writes question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> I've considered bringing them other ways, but this is just the easiest way for me to eat them. And they're honestly delicious like this to me. Like there's just certain foods that like maybe they look weird the way you prepare them or just the combinations just in general might seem weird to everyone else. But they're just so comforting and so yeah. yummy the way you eat them. It's like I asked her to maybe just not watch me eat, but right. apparently that's just not feasible. Right? And like how close are their desks together? Like, oh, it gets worse. Oh, no. Unfortunately, she reported me and now I have a meeting with HR next week. <gasps> this seems really dumb to me, but am I the a-hole for eating sexy potatoes? <laughs> she re Dude, this new coworker is ballsy. Right? Like, it's not like she's eating a hot dog, making eye contact, and, like, doing stuff with the hot dog. Dude, I wish there was a video of her eating these potatoes. Like, because, I, like, it took have this much of an issue with it. And technically, like, so she, the coworker's saying it's sexual harassment. So she does update this post. Oh, God. If this poor R HR person, like, right? what is she going to say? So I had a couple meetings with HR. A couple? The first one was on my own yesterday morning with the HR woman asking, according to her, a coworker had reported me for, quote, sexual harassment, unquote, and creating a hostile work environment. What in the world? Not going to lie. After hearing those accusations, I was honestly pretty scared. Sexual harassment is a very serious charge. Mm -hmm. I was allegedly, allegedly making lewd gestures while eating despite repeatedly being asked to stop. I told her exactly what had happened, and I was eating potatoes the same way I had for the last four years I've worked in this office. So no one had ever had a problem with this until now. The new coworker, let's call her Karen, approached <laughs> me, telling me I was eating potatoes inappropriately and told me to eat them any another way. I had explained to her that this is how I grew up eating them and would not stop. And if it bothered her, she could and should look away. I continued eating potatoes this way. Then over the next several weeks, she kept complaining about my potatoes every time I ate them this way. As I explained my side, I could tell HR was getting really annoyed. <laughs> I don't think she believed that this was all there was to it. So she pressed for more information. She says, are you sure you didn't do anything to make her believe you were being inappropriate? Are you sure you weren't harassing her even unintentionally? 
I told her I never even talked to her unless it, it was about work or if she approached me first. HR thanked me for coming in and told me she'd get back to me. I think she met with Karen after that. Then later in the day, we had a meeting with the three of us. Oh. Karen says that I lied about not doing anything to make her uncomfortable. That after the first time she came to me asking me to eat potatoes differently, I dismissed it as a joke, which, to be fair, I did because, um, really? <laughs> which I acknowledge because who wouldn't take it as a joke? Then she claimed that after each time she asked me to tone it down, I escalated by choosing increasingly sexy potatoes to eat in front of her. <laughs> by which What? By which point, I'm pretty sure HR was trying hard not to roll her eyes. Or laugh. Right. I responded by telling Karen I literally gave zero thought about her when I bought my potatoes and selected them based on the ease of cooking and eating. She accused me of making eye contact with her while I was eating, which I think I did every time she met, watched me eat because it was really uncomfortable having somebody watch me eat. Yeah. So she would look over and she'd make eye contact because she could feel someone looking at her. And then she'd shove it all in her mouth. Which I explained and told her I had repeatedly asked her to stop watching me eat. She then pointed out that no one else eats potatoes this way. And the only reason I would do this is to try to be provocative. Which I swear to God, HR almost laughed at. I, I would have a hard time being an HR person just not laughing at everything. Right? I just showed her a video of Japanese people eating potatoes with your hands and biting into them. HR woman knows me and knows I'm not the type to harass someone or deliberately make a hostile, hostile work environment. And at the end, she just said something like, I'm sorry about the misunderstanding. Perhaps it would be best to look at it another way, to look another way while your coworker is eating. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad the HR is on oh our side. Oh my gosh, so many meetings for that. I decided to keep my harassment claim with HR and have another meeting tomorrow. We'll see how this goes. So she's now saying that the coworker's harassing her, which I hope. Oh, Lord. This no. poor HR girl. I feel bad for the HR girl, but I'm like, you don't want that person at your workplace to complain about sexy potatoes. Just fire them. It's like, we'll see how it goes. Thanks for all your tips and suggestions. I will keep eating sexy potatoes for the foreseeable future. Well, especially when this person's new. Like, it's crazy that, like, it's causing this. She's caused, or, yeah, she's causing this much commotion as a new coworker. Mm -hmm. And, like, none of the other coworkers have had an issue with it. And she's worked there for four years. Right. It's like, that okay. is such a headache. Is it weird? Sure. Like, but. So do no. you think now that the sexy potatoes girl has like a reason to but the other girl's not sexually harassing her no but just harassing in general oh because she keeps oh, bothering oh, oh. her yeah that's what it is it's not a sexual harassment oh uh so oh okay so she there's something i she did a final update oh good um so she got a lot of requests and so she pushed it or posted it it's like, so something I hadn't mentioned in the original post is that I'm a gay woman, which is known in the office. However, I didn't mention this because it wasn't relevant until now. Karen lost it the other day when Sur Surya, which is, I guess, a coworker, Surya, brought a lovely tikka masala to share. Mm. He's done this before the pandemic and the kitchen is separate from the rest of the office. So you can't actually smell anything being microwaved unless you're in the kitchen. She said it was really rude of him to keep bringing curries into the office that no uh, that no one confronted him because they were all trying to be polite. Most people were enjoying the food he brought. Dude, Tikka Masala's bomb. Right? So she was just complaining about something. I, I hate that she's like, everyone's just being nice and not like just being too polite to tell you, but I'm going to tell you. It's like, no, yeah. no one is saying that you are. Because I don't think anyone likes you. 
<laughs> he said in his home country, really well-spiced curries were extremely common and people bring them, microwave them in the office all the time. And it's among some of the most popular takeout food. And he had no reason to believe it would be the same here. Like it wouldn't be the same here. Karen snapped back that we weren't in India, but Surya just said Jesus. he's from London. What? Well, yeah, there's there's actually a very big Indian population in London. I never knew that. Or in England in general. Yeah. Uh, Karen really didn't have a response to that. Better so, not. Because that's his home country of India. Like, nobody cares. Or, or his home country is London or uh, England. At, like, because of the population, nobody really cares. So it's like, you're just kind of assuming I'm from India. Yeah, awkward. So Karen confronted me in the parking lot after my HR complaint, claiming I was trying to spite her with the hard-boiled eggs I had eaten at lunch, even though I'm definitely not the only one who eats them in the office. I guess eggs are now too sexy, too. <laughs> she said that my harassment complaint was discriminating against her for being Christian. And I was making her deliberately uncomfortable by throwing my sexuality in her face. Oh, yeah, yeah. But she knew she couldn't say that because she'd be called homophobic. I honestly had no idea she was uncomfortable with gay people. And to be honest, that's not really my problem. But she said that's. My putting a pride sticker on my laptop a few days after she started working here was the start of my escalation. So it's like, I guess, in Karen's head, a few days after I started working, this person puts a pride flag just to, you know, get to her. And then starts eating sexy potatoes right in front of her face because she mm -hmm. thinks that Karen or the Karen thinks that this girl's going to want to do her. Oh, gosh. So according to her, my behavior was retaliatorial to having her Bible verses written like on her desk. Mm. Then here's the kicker. Apparently, I was using my girlfriend, my relatively high pitched voice and my eating to get men in the office to lust after me, implying that Japanese slash Asian women try too hard to be sexually appealing. OK, why? I honestly have gone off on her for being homophobic and racist with stereotypes I honestly had n never heard of before, but I was tired and told her if my existence was bothering her, that's not my problem and she should just work from home. I uh -huh. also subtly mentioned that maybe this is why she was laid off from her last job. Oh. Well, she filed another harassment claim saying I was targeting her for religious discriminations. What? Like, goddamn, I just want to eat my perfectly innocent food in peace. And somehow it turned into a whole religious and racial war. I told HR that what had happened, that Karen claimed I was trying to paint her in a bad light. My boss later talked to me privately and apologized. I think Karen is now working remotely, thank God, since I haven't seen her since last week. If she ever brings up anything about my innocuous eating, my sexual orientation, or my race again, I'll definitely file another complaint with HR. But for now, I think I'm content just eating my sexy potatoes and eggs in peace. Dude, she is off the <gasps> rails. Karen is crazy. She's just an entitled woman who happens to be Christian. Like, wow. I've se I've seen so many people that are they're they're very privileged. Like they have all the privilege on their side, so they just look for reasons to be targeted because mm -hmm. they want to either feel like they're the victims and they're overcoming it. Or they just want, like, if they're the victim, then people will give them attention and whatever it is. Like, they yeah. get what they want. And it's like, come But this down. person legit sounds like crazy. It's like, you're not getting discriminated against for being Christian. You're and, just... And, like, does she just go into, like, new workplaces and just, like, 
like pick someone that like you know what I mean like mm. how does this even all even start or is it really like in her head like does she really believe all of this she probably does like, which I is even crazier I don't I don't know it's just that's she stop. I mean it's impressive she didn't get fired yes I like, agree I mean she should be lucky she's working from home I think they're worried I think the company is worried that she might try to file like a sue honestly yeah that's probably a good worry because she probably would she probably would and it's and I think she wouldn't win but that's just still a headache that people don't want to go through no this poor HR lady how many right. meetings did she have because of this a and like lot. you know she can't like quote unquote take sides or like mm -hmm. laugh or you know have right. a judgment with one person oh you just sit there and you got to listen to both stories and say okay mm. we'll figure it out yeah damn nope. karen's got a karen that makes our workplace look amazing doesn't it right. <laughs> like an rhl hr gal is super amazing too yeah she is shout out to frankie frankie we love you i yeah. don't know where she's at i don't know if she's here today she's amazing it's super sweet <laughs> but also like i mean i don't know i don't think any of us would ever do i don't even know like none of us do anything or if like, we do we're like that's weird have yeah have you ever had a problem with a co-worker uh i mean problem yeah yeah but it's nothing like this no. you know like i thought you know i I thought co-workers were really rude to like mm -hmm. their you know co other co-workers like me and such and customers and mm -hmm. whatnot and then it's like that, that kind of dance like when do you tell the boss about all this mm. like does the boss see this or is there are they really cool when the boss is here, but the behind the scenes, not so great. Hmm. But the boss, I definitely told the boss because I'm me. And I was like, dude, this person's a, I was mm -hmm. going to say a bad word. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. But, you know, no, nothing like so like this, like where it's like you're just making up something, you know? I, yeah. I want to know if you guys have ever had to deal with like a Karen at work. Like, like or somebody like Karen. this. Like maybe not exactly the same story, but... How have you dealt with a Karen at work or yeah. were you on the sidelines watching someone deal with a Karen at work? God. Sexy so potatoes. Awkward, like going to that HR meeting too or going to any HR meeting. Yeah. I'm, like uh, I've never even been, I don't know, I've never been at one or been asked to be in one. <laughs> like, I never had to be in a meeting with HR, but I've met up with HR because there was like an issue with like one of my paychecks once, like it didn't go through. Oh, oh, okay. Or, like, like she, I guess she forgot to like submit it Process or whatever. It or and this was like early on in working here, but, but that's she it. just yeah. cut me a check and it's like, here you go. I'm like, cool, because I need to pay stuff. <laughs> it wasn't like, Vicky, I heard you smacked Sarah's booty the other day. I mean, I wouldn't file a complaint for that though. Nope. Hey. No, it's like you heard because we were bragging about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're just jealous. It's like, I don't smack anybody's booty unless they're okay with it. Oh, it's so sweet of you. Yes. It's all about consent, baby. <laughs> and obviously I wouldn't do that in front of the big bosses because that'd be awkward. That'd be hilarious. It would be hilarious, but awkward. I'm just going to bring in some potatoes and just sexually eat in front of them and see what they think. No, I want potatoes. All the potatoes. Just, I will get you a really large potato and see what you do with it. French fries. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. Good answer. Uh, but yeah, let us know or if you guys have a, like an inside secret to working. Yeah. Because I think I or I have one. I don't really. I, this is just a guess. I have a friend who went or my friend, my housemate went to a fast food place. Okay. And she got like a special thing that they had promoting. And she she was violently ill the next day. Why? Like food poisoning out of both ends. Oh, God. I heard her all night and all day pretty much just running to the bathroom 
And she, I'm like, I don't know. I've eaten at that place before. Yeah. She's like, I think it's the new thing. I'm like, but that new thing is very, it's pretty much like what the other stuff is. Right. Just a uh, little twist with it. Right. So honestly, I think what it is, she's like, I think I noticed that my cup, my soda tastes a little weird, like musty. I'm like, you know what it is? So at the end, if you've ever worked at a restaurant and you have like a either like a fountain gun or you mm-hmm. have an actual like uh, the little different sodas you can pick from. Yeah. Uh, we are supposed to take the little nozzles off at night and clean them. And right. Then, soak and them. And some people, yeah. Have them soak overnight, like with either a special cleaner, sometimes just wa- hot water, um, just to get all that sugar off the syrup. And I don't think they did that. And I think that's what got her sick. Dang, like things like mold or something. Yeah, they or... weren't cleaning the soda guns. So oh. I'm like now a little like apprehensive to drink sodas at fast food places. For some reason, though, they taste like oh, sodas the that CO2. Taste, yeah. Like, I don't know how fast, the, the bubbles. so good. Oh. And sometimes the ice they have. But it's not, it's, I was going to say maybe it's worth, it's definitely not worth food poisoning though. No. Hell no. I want to get one of the nugget ice machines, but I'm like, I know. As far as you haven't yet. They're four or $500. Uh, Christmas is coming up. I know, but there's other stuff I could, you know, get with four or $500. That's that like get. you'd use more often. And yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm like, eh, if I had won the lottery, you know, my house would have a nugget machine ice maker. How often do you use ice though? I like Probably if I'm drink- a lot, right? Yeah. If I'm drinking water, I have to have ice. See? You would use this mm-hmm. more than you know. Right. But is it a necessity? No, because I have an ice machine in my refrigerator. Yeah, it's definitely not. No, no. But if anybody wants to get me one, I will not say no. <laughs> it's on your wish list. Yes. Oh, man. But yeah, we want to hear from you guys, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.